For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1393. Today, we're continuing our series of looks at The Last Jedi deleted scenes, ranking them in order of importance to the story. Fifth and sixth place in the ranking are on tap today, and they both take place on Octo. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Cam Prevalard, illustrator of the Star Wars Incredible Cross-Sections books. You're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So we're continuing our countdown of the last Jedi deleted scenes, ranking them in order of their importance to the story. Two of them on Octo today, not the only ones from Octo, there will be more coming up in the next couple of days, but these two, you know, it's funny because in terms of their actual importance to the story as to whether they flesh out the story a lot, maybe not so much. And yet, and yet, the fact that they were potentially there and really they only last for a few seconds, like they're very short, but they seem, they just feel important to me. They feel like scenes that I wish had been in the movie and unfortunately were not. So in sixth place is the scene that is labeled as Luke has a moment or Luke takes a moment. It's has a moment. Let's get it right. <laughs> and it takes place right after Ray says, you know, I'm not leaving without you. And he stalks off and goes into his hut and peeks out and she's still out there. So yeah, that's more annoying for him. And so he walks over to a table and he kind of kneels down and he just puts his head down and he's having a moment about Han's passing, you know, his learning that Han has passed. And it cuts into Leia on the resistance cruiser, the Radis, and her sitting, having her cup of tea or whatever it is, maybe something stronger. <laughs> knowing Leia, or knowing Carrie Fisher, perhaps. Um, she's sitting by herself at a table, and the ship comes out of hyperspace. And so it was supposed to be sort of a matching moment, in a way, with Han in mourning over, or I'm sorry, with Luke in mourning over Han, and Leia in mourning over everybody that they lost with the Resistance battle, to say nothing of everybody that they've lost over the last few years. And I'm sure she's mourning all the way back to Alderaan, because that's always on her mind. But certainly recent losses have to be taking a toll as well and so having the two of them together in that matching moment is kind of beautiful in its way and i'm really bummed that they chose to remove that scene and then in fifth place we have the caretaker sizes up ray and this is the first time that Ray has an encounter with the caretakers that doesn't go very well. This is right after she shoots a hole in her hut because of that shocking revelation that she's connected to Kylo Ren mentally somehow. And I guess she's having a straight up hallucination of him there, which is why she pulled out her blaster and shot at him and shot a hole in the hut. 
And so they're heading off to go do their training, Luke and Ray are. Luke walks out of his hut and has an exchange with one of the caretakers in the caretaker's alien language. You hear blah, 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 blah. So Luke is established in that scene as having learned the caretaker language. And we only find out that that's in fact the case in The Last Jedi novelization toward the end when there is a scene in the... Uh, you know, at the very end of the novel about how, you know, the caretakers are remembering Luke and they remember the fact that he was one of the few individuals who ever came to the island who bothered to learn about the caretakers themselves, to learn their language and to actually treat them like, you know, equals, basically, instead of just people who were taking care of the place and, you know... <laughs> And putting them in that sort of cast kind of situation. Anyway, so the conversation is very brief between Luke and the caretaker. And so then Luke goes off and then Ray walks past the caretaker that Luke had just exchanged words with. And the caretaker just gives her a dirty look. And there's just kind of a back and forth, like, you know, looking at each other. And then Ray follows Luke and says, I don't think they like me. And he says, I can't imagine why, you know, that scene. So I would have loved to have seen that exchange. And Ryan Johnson in his commentary for The Last Jedi Deleted Scenes doesn't really give a reason why that scene was cut, actually. All he says is that it was just one of the very last cuts that they made. But yeah, beyond that, uh, no reason really given. So unfortunate to say the least, I, you know... <laughs> We do get a little bit of caretaker language in the movie when they're talking to each other and being aggravated by the stuff that Ray does, who, by the way, in case I didn't mention this during the Last Jedi novelization stuff, Luke has told the caretakers that Ray is his niece. So that's kind of interesting in its own right. And I guess, you know, what else is he going to say? You know, oh, Ray is just some random person that came and found me here. I mean, yeah, I don't know how well that goes over with the caretakers, but he kind of fibbed to the caretakers about Ray, unless, unless, unless we have been hoodwinked by Kylo Ren and The Last Jedi, and in fact, she turns out to be his niece somehow, but, you know, we'll have to pursue that one another time. For now, though, that's going to do it for the ranking of the deleted scenes. We'll get to the final four over the next couple of days. I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll do Last Jedi trivia after the break. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Want a free copy of The Last Jedi in 4K UHD HDR with Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision? It's the highest quality you can possibly watch The Last Jedi at, courtesy of Voodoo. And starting Friday, March 16th, I'm giving away those 10 to the first 10 people who become patrons of the podcast at the $5.01 level or higher. And if you join at the 1138 level or higher, I'll throw in a free copy of The Force Awakens Trivia Book 2. Go to patreon.com slash sw7x7 to support the show and get your free copy of The Last Jedi. Again, that's patreon.com slash sw7x7. Welcome back. All right, last time I asked you what direction the camera pans after the opening crawl. Is it up or down? And the answer is down. Today's question for you, who is the first build actor for The Force Awakens? For The Force Awakens, listen to me. For The Last Jedi, come on. Who's the first build actor for The Last Jedi? And that is going to do it for the podcast today. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, 
Before your scopes go dead and you start the landing cycle, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at Patreon.com SW7x7. It's not a slimy mud hole, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!